Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. From KQED Public Radio in Sacramento, I'm Katie Orr, in today from Michael Krasny. State lawmakers nearing today's deadline for action to avert evictions of tenants who can't pay their rent because of the coronavirus pandemic have hammered out a measure that critics claim is short-sighted. We wanted more. We fought for more. Struggling tenants need more. This won't stop all evictions, and I'm deeply saddened by that. But this will prevent many evictions, and it'll delay even more. We'll get the details on Assembly Bill 3088, which would provide limited protections for the one in seven tenant households struggling to pay rent since the coronavirus outbreak. But first, we get the latest on the fires burning in the Bay Area. That's all next after the news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Katie Orr, in today for Michael Krasny. Coming up later this hour, we're going to talk about efforts in the state legislature to stop evictions. But first, we're going to get an update on the Northern California wildfires and air quality from KQED's Dan Brecky. Good morning, Dan. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Katie. So, first of all, give us the lay of the land. What uh, major fires in the region are we still dealing with right now? Well, we're, we're dealing with all of them, and uh, we're dealing with some that uh, people haven't even been talking about. So the three really big uh, fire complexes that um, we have been covering pretty much nonstop for the last couple of weeks, the uh, LNU complex in the North Bay, the uh, CZU complex in the uh, uh, peninsula and Santa Cruz County, Santa Cruz Mountains, and the SCU in sort of the the distant fringe of the East Bay, uh, south to the uh, outskirts of uh, the mountains near San Jose. Those fires are, are all uh, still continuing. Um, their growth has slowed dramatically and containment has increased. So on the LNU, for instance, uh, n- north of us, 
Um, it's 375,000 acres and 63% uh, contained. The SCU, which is the largest of the fires at about 383,000 acres, is 60% contained. And the CZU uh, south of us, uh, south on the south end of the Bay Area, southwest uh, corner, is um, uh, 84,000 acres and 39% contained. But some other notes here, uh, 1,600 residences in all have been destroyed so far in these fires. So this is an extremely costly event. And uh, while the, uh, uh, the, the uh, containment percentage continues to grow, the conditions uh, for the firefighters remains pretty tough. I mean, the weather has continued hot in most places. I mean, if, if you live right along the coast or right around the bay, you know, it, it seems like a normal August or late August. We've had lots of fog and a, a deep marine layer, but it's been clearing up uh, in the later part of the day for the firefighters. And it's been quite hot in some of these places, uh, pushing into the upper 90s. And that's going to continue this week and uh, with a heat up expected uh, later this week. And um, the other thing to note is we've, we've also talked a lot about um, the... Uh, the resource constraints on CAL FIRE getting, uh, you know, crews onto these fires, they've, they've pretty much caught up here. There are a total of 7,200 personnel on these three fires, uh, as reported by CAL FIRE. And that's a dramatic improvement from uh, the end of the first week of the fires. Now, I did mention a fire that we haven't talked about, and there are some huge fires burning north of these well to the north of us. So there's something called the August Complex uh, that's burning in the Mendocino National Forest. It's burned about 238,000 acres, which makes it one of the 10 largest fires CAL FIRE has recorded in its history. We haven't even talked about that one. And it's coming into play now because actually it's producing lots of the smoke that we're seeing in the Bay Area. And it's actually having a a sort of bizarrely positive influence for firefighters in that it's keeping the fuels, the, the trees and grasses and brush that can burn in, in, for instance, the LNU area, it's keeping them shaded. So things are cooled down a little and, and not burning so fiercely. So those fi that fire up there is only 18% contained. And that's just one of a number of large fires burning in the far north state. And that concludes my report. <laughs> well, and, you know, you spoke about um, the air quality. So I'm in Sacramento, so not technically Bay Area. And I can tell you this smoke here is awful. I mean, thank God we don't have any fires, you know, that we're directly dealing with in Sacramento proper, you know. Um, but talk a little bit about the air quality. What what are we expecting? How long are people in the Bay Area and areas beyond them going to have to deal with that uh, the smoke? Well, you know, we don't see any major shift in the weather, um, you know, coming soon that would clear this out. So the the air quality is actually quite bad in parts of the Bay Area this morning. Um, some of these fires burning to the north of us, and there's another fire burning uh, at Point Reyes National Seashore that people um, around here have been paying attention to, the Woodward Fire. That's Those are all producing a lot of smoke. In the area around Novato, on this uh, purple air monitor network uh, is actually showing uh, very unhealthy air for all groups this morning. That's kind of unusual to see um, air quality uh, deteriorated to that 
point. Um, the rest of the Bay Area has sort of moderate to to uh, unhealthy for uh, sensitive groups uh, uh, type air as um, defined by the EPA as part of their uh, air now uh, index. And so, yeah, we're going to see that for the balance of the day. I mean, I think most people are starting to get used to the uh, feeling of uh, walking outside and you feel like you're in an ashtray. I mean, that's mm. the, the air is just that acrid. And um, it's not going to clear up today. I mean, there will be periods probably if you watch monitors um, that, uh, you know, things will get a little bit better. Go out and take your walk then. Um, but it looks like the forecast for tomorrow and the next day will probably be similar to today. And it's just, you know, compounded because because of COVID and the lockdown, it seems like we're already contained and where we could do the outside was sort of one of the last bastions for people. And that's, you know, not really an option for a lot of people right now because of these fires. Well, you know, the, the I mean, that's absolutely right. Um, the recommendation for people who are sensitive to this bad air is to stay indoors. And, and it's actually pretty effective advice if you uh, stay indoors and keep the windows closed. I mean, that will actually keep uh, the outside air from infiltrating very much. And air quality indoors is actually better than outdoors. Um, the opposite of, of what we would hope for and, and usually experience. But yeah, this is sort of um, taken away uh, the, the pleasure of going out and uh, enjoying the, the fresh air. And if you do need to go out and you do have any kind of sensitivity, uh, probably wearing an N95 mask or, or something similar that actually does provide some filtration will be, um, w- would be useful. Dan, can you just give us some perspective on this fire season so far? And I feel like we get this every year, but it's, you know, you mentioned something is the 10th largest fire in history. I know that earlier fires we had, we were, Governor Gavin Newsom has said that we've already broken records for wildfires this year and it's only August. Can you help us put that in perspective a little bit? Well, we, yeah, I mean, it's nutty. Um, how's that from perspective? <laughs> I mean, w- what's happened is just this month, we've had well more than a million acres burn in the state. We've had, you know, close to 850,000 acres right here in the Bay Area, 1,300 square miles. And the, the figure that uh, has been bandied about uh, statewide is something on the order of close to one and a half million acres. That's... Um, that's substantially more, uh, five to six times more than burned in the entire state last year, for the entire year. Um, that is also getting close to the records that were set in 2017 and 2018, which were the two uh, worst uh, overall fire years in California history. And, and another way of thinking about it is California has about 110 million acres. And so when um, yeah, California is a big state and uh, when you burn one and a half million acres, that's more than 1% of the state's land area. So any way you look at it, it's, it's, really, it's really big. The other thing is that when you look at the list of the, the 10 largest wildfires that CAL FIRE has recorded, um, up until uh, a few days ago, there was one fire that started before 2003 on that top 10 list. And it was a fire that uh, burned uh, near Santa Barbara in 1932, the Matalia Canyon fire. 
And uh, that's been pushed off the top 10 by this August complex up in Mendocino National Forest. But, but more to the point, um, I, I believe uh, six of the top 10 on the list now have been from 2017 until today. Six of the, the top 10 biggest fires the state has ever seen have been mm. between 2017 and today, which is shocking. And also, I think, lends dramatic credence to what um, people have been saying, scientists and uh, fire researchers have been saying about the role climate change and changed conditions in our landscape are playing in these fires. So, Dan, I mean, just listening to you, it, it seems like it's an overwhelming problem. Is the state, does the state have the resources or will it have the resources it needs to deal with these fires? Well, listen, that's a, a big question going forward. I, I talked to uh, State Senator Bill Dodd, uh, who represents uh, Napa County and, and some of the other areas that have been burned in the uh, LNU fires. And that would usually be the cue. Let's go to a cut from Senator Bill Dodd. We don't have a cut, but I, what I'll tell you is that, um, yes, um, there is a lot of concern uh, among uh, people in the the firefighting community, uh, in the policymaking community, in the legislature, about whether the state has adequate resources and whether things, I, I think everybody feels like lots of preparation has been made. I mean, the, the state has invested in uh, modernizing uh, its firefighting capability through more modern equipment, uh, more modern uh, air uh, tanker resources, for instance. But um, I think the extremities that we're seeing now, the just how extreme these events are, are making people see that there are places where we could, uh, we could, uh, may, might be able to improve things. So one thing that uh, Senator Dodd brought up was, you know, perhaps looking at the way the mutual aid system works. Um, the mutual aid system in California is heroic and performs heroically, um, but are there ways that we can? streamline things. And another thing that uh, Senator Mike McGuire, also from the North Bay, has said is that, listen, CAL FIRE has actually shrunk in size since the 1970s, and the state probably mm. needs to invest in, uh, in expanding again. Well, Dan Brechty, thank you so much for the update on the wildfires. We can always count on you for all the uh, most up-to-date information, so thank you. You're welcome, Katie. KQED's Dan Brecky. We'll be right back after a break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. 
Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.